right, everybody, finally I am back after a fairly long hiatus <clears throat> for a multitude of different reasons. So, first and foremost, this is Remy the Newborn Father. This is Episode 7, the retake of the Newborn Podcast. It's a retake because I did launch a live Episode 7 previous to this, uh, but technology the way it is, I actually lost about the first 15 minutes of the show, so... Right in the trash. This is a brand new episode 7 to take the place of the previous one. The hiatus was for a multitude of different reasons. So there's some family issues going on that I've been attending to. And just life in general has really kind of been uh, bearing its weight down over the last handful of weeks. But I am renewed. I'm revigored. And now I can say every Tuesday, 10.30 Central Standard Time, a new live newborn podcast will go underway. You can check out the show live each Tuesday night at 1030 CST at Mixler.com slash the newborn father. That being said, also at the same time, you now can listen on the download to the newborn podcast. Each and every new episode will go live via the Stitcher mobile app. Download the Stitcher mobile app. It is absolutely free. You can check out brand new episodes of the Newborn Podcast, and it's an excellent place to check out other podcasts that you may also be interested in. Facebook.com slash The Newborn Father to keep up with me there. Twitter, at Newborn Father, Nova on the Twitter. And on with the show. So, in the last few weeks, uh, the major thing that has been occurring with Little Man is he has moved headlong into his teething stage. (sighs) He's actually taking it pretty well, all things considered, Uh, but it's really kind of us, and I don't know whether or not I should really speak for both of us, certainly me, uh, is just, I'm all thumbs, or I'm two left feet when it comes to exactly how to deal with this issue, so I'm kind of learning everything along the way, taking... Uh, some advice from people around me that seem to have good advice, right? And uh, I'm working with it the best that I can. So usually, a newborn's teeth will come in starting with the bottom front two teeth. So we just took little man in the other day for his four-month checkup, got a round of shots, and let me tell you, kid loves shots, like nothing else. He just like candy. He just wants them. Right? Don't worry about the screaming. That's just that's just the way he shows his excitement. So he goes in for his fourth month checkup. Everything is cool. Everything is great. But the doctor tells us after we say we're pretty sure that he's teething. She checks him out and comes back and says, "No, uh, actually, it feels like his top two teeth are coming in first and uh immediately because i i really am an asshole at heart uh, my immediate thought goes to well maybe we should take his halloween costume back and maybe get him something more angry beavers flavor for those of you that actually remember that show jesus they're fucking dating myself right out of the box with this episode fantastic but anyways uh you know it's It's an interesting moment in time, right? So if the front two are coming in 
first. That's got to mean that the bottom two aren't far behind. So this kid is, uh, you know, he's dealing with quite a bit right now, but he's he's taking it like a champ. He really is. You know, he's a little whiny here or there, but otherwise, you know, it's absolutely nothing near an all-day spiel, which is great, right? That's more than we ever could have possibly hoped for. Uh, today, interesting thing, he started, it It appears in terms of kind of the, the, I guess, aesthetic quality of the experience as if he's spitting up, but he's not. It's all spit or drool that's just pouring out of his face like Niagara Falls and uh, do our best to kind of keep him cleaned up, but... I, this this kid is generating a liquid supply that could potentially solve the water problems of the world. It's fucking insane. And uh, the, the drool really has taken the place of spitting up almost entirely. You know, he, he began his life spitting up pretty well because he had the, uh, the acid reflux issues. And now that we've ironed those out and he's begun teething, he's just replaced that with drooling all over himself all days. And his hands. And my shoulder. And uh, our necks. And our hands. And anything that he can grab with his two little paws has his spit literally all over the shit. And uh, it, it comes with a territory. I know that he's not atypical with this. All kids do this. There's a certain point where their hands just become hoovers, and anything that they can get in their hands is just bam, right in the mouth. Uh, and he is just, he's dove in head first. And it seems like he's loving it, right? It seems like he's loving it. He's got a couple teething pacifiers. But the his issue right now is that he's ahead of the game on pretty much everything. So he's about 85th percentile height and weight. So he's proportionate, but he's he's just a big kid. He's doing everything he can to stand. He's already just about setting up on his own. But his dexterity is average for a kid his age, which is unbelievably frustrating to him in the first place. And us, it is secondary to that. But his hands, he interweaves and then jams both hands into his mouth and just drools all over them all day long. And he loves it. But any anything that he's able to get his hands on, he's bam right in the mouth. Except the kid cannot keep a pacifier in his face with or without his hands. He just can't do it. And a lot of that is probably due to the fact that we found out, I believe since the last time I talked to you guys, that he is tongue-tied. So at about eight, nine months, we'll take him in and they'll take care of that. But until then, it seems as if he's going to have some trouble at least uh, with the pacifier side of things. And we thought that that might extend to other realms of his life including that next step of actually eating quasi-solid food. And we decided together, in spite of our doctor's insistence, that we were going to start him on rice cereal. And they say that 
an infant should start between four and six months. Our doctor was pretty insistent on six months, uh, but he is headlong into teething. He's showing less and less interest in this formula and more and more interest in what it is that mom and I are eating. And it was just time. We felt that it was time. So my initial thought was, the kid's tongue is tied. We're going to put cereal in his face, and it's just going to lull right out the front of his mouth. And it's, it's just going to be fruitless, and it's going to be a fucking mess. And it's going to be one and done. And he's just going to have to wait for a while, if not once the tongue issue is relieved, which obviously... You know, I realized that we would have figured out a way to have him on solids well before then, but still, gut reaction, right? So, we get him some rice cereal, and we mix it. And the standard mix for the rice cereal is about a tablespoon of the rice cereal to four to five tablespoons of formula. So, we went five just to start, just to get him kind of used to it, assuming that it was going to be liquidy. It was much closer to oatmeal than I ever would have imagined, right? Not quite the same consistency, right? Not quite the same goopy, viscous consistency that oatmeal usually have has, but not too far off, right? If you can imagine putting a little bit too much liquid in your oatmeal, that's about what it is like. So... I tried it with him. I tried it, and he seemed to love it. He seemed to love it. He ate about half his first go-around, and then he had the other half at the end of the day. And uh, he he needs a chaser, right? Because he takes after his old man, right? Everything needs some kind of chaser. So he, he chases the rice cereal with about half as much formula as he would have otherwise, which is, you know, whatever you want. Uh, but... You know, it's uh, it's good to see him kind of moving into that rice cereal stage. It's it's nice. I want him on solid food, uh, or at least uh, soft solids, because holy shit, is formula expensive, right? I I know that I kind of went over in an earlier show. I believe it was the very first episode of the podcast that we really didn't have a choice with selecting formula is just it is what it is we had to do it uh, but it is unbelievably expensive right so a smaller can is about 18 dollars. a bigger can is about 25 26 and for the smaller cans the kid is going through about 12 of them in a month right so do the math it's well over well over a hundred dollars in formula we're talking more towards two 250 worth of formula a month uh which is fucking crazy it's crazy so i'm i'm really looking forward to the day when even if i have to cut it up i cut up a fucking hot dog and say here buddy have at it right have at it no you're not having formula here's some fucking milk here's some cow's milk drink that shit enjoy you're a real person (laughs) which as i'm saying it i'm realizing how fucking terrible it is to actually say that but you know, those those of you that have kind of been through this process, I'm sure you kind of understand that feeling. Which is just, you know, you you love how cute and cuddly and adorable and fun and funny that your infant is. And at the same time, you feel really terrible because you have this kind of looming hope 
that they get to these stages where they're on solid foods and maybe they're walking and then you almost you have to you have to feel bad you guilt yourself because it's like you're wishing time away right and it's it's not that I'm wishing the time away and it's not that I want him to be independent it really has nothing to do with that I love the time that I spend with him but a little help on his end would be wonderful right so I've started over the last week and a half, two weeks, to start pulling together Christmas, and I don't even want to think about Christmas. He's literally the only person that I've shot for other than my oldest niece, and uh, I really don't want to think about it, but I have to, I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn, right? I'm going to ask my own D. I'm glad that I started it early, right? Because he'll be he, he'll be a little cognizant. He's not going to know what Christmas is, but it'll be unbelievably stimulating to him, right? And nonetheless, even if he was a month old, I would go ridiculous for the kid for his first Christmas because it's the first Christmas. So, you know, I've gotten him puzzles. I've gotten him... Uh, blocks. I've gotten him a car carpet, right, with the roadways that you can take your cars on. I've gotten him a bead maze. I've gotten him a set of, they're like these electronic bongo drums, which I don't care. I love drumming. I don't really care about the noise so much as long as it keeps him occupied. But what's really cool about these things is you pull the bongos apart and then you kind of reorient them so the bases of the bongos are facing each other and you snap them back <clears throat> and they become like one of those rollers that kids can use to help them along while they're crawling. So it was, I, I thought it was cool. Whatever, fuck you. Whatever. I thought it was cool, all right? So the kid's getting it, period. And then I see maracas and little electronic, you know, chunky button guitars. And now I'm just... I'm doing everything I can to stop, right? He's, at least from my end, he's got enough toys for Christmas at this point, right? And that's not even including what my wife is going to want to pick him up. It's not including what his grandparents are going to want to get him and his aunts and uncles and, all, you know, all of it. Well, aunt and uncles. But, at, you know, he's he's going to have... A crazy amount of crap underneath that Christmas tree, which is great, and I'm happy for that. I'm glad people want to send him things, you know. But uh, I'm also kind of cognizant at the same time that while he's probably not going to ask for a lot of specific things by his second Christmas, he's going to be, you know, a year and six months, and he's he's going to be cognizant enough that he's going to have solid preferences. So what we pick up for him, much of it is going to be oriented to those preferences. So this is really the one Christmas that we've got to just get him whatever it is that we want to get him. And, uh, you know, it, it may be us to some extent uh, guiding his own preferences and, it, you know, if you look down on that for us, then if if you have kids, I'm sure you probably did something pretty similar. Uh, if you don't, just wait. Right? It it's 
it just is what it is, right? You pick up things that you like because, well, you like them, so why wouldn't your kid like them? But it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time, and, you know, the wife is, she's ready for Christmas. Like, she really is looking forward to Christmas, but tomorrow is really her big day. So tomorrow, we're going out. We already have his Halloween costume all set up for him. We already have that in the bag. We still have to finish our own. And I'll post a picture of uh, of the three of us in our costumes. Probably on Halloween. But tomorrow, we have a family outing. And the first thing we're doing is probably, uh, in some respect, going to be the highlight for the day for me personally. And that is for a few reasons. So, first and foremost... Little man is at his peak positivity and good vibe in the morning, right? When he first wakes up, he's feeling good, he's chipper, he's smiley, he's having a good time, he's rarely ever fussy in the morning, hardly ever does he cry. So we're going we're going out to breakfast. We're going to where my wife works. And we're going to go have breakfast there. And I'm looking forward to that cuz I've had breakfast there before and it's fucking incredible. They have omelets that look like quiches. It's insane. So that's going to be fantastic. And kind of as the day wears on, we'll see how little man is feeling. So we have some other things we have to do. We have to pick up a a carpet shampooer because our upstairs carpet is ridiculous, right? I mean, we're not talking, you know, even median level place in a trailer park. We're not talking even there, but it's... It, it's time. It needs the shampooing. So we're, you know, we're gonna pick that up. Uh, we're gonna pick up some picture frames because we have a bunch of pictures, even from our wedding, that we still haven't gotten framed, let alone on the wall. And then we're gonna go to a pumpkin patch, and we're gonna pick out his first Halloween pumpkin. And uh, we're probably gonna pick three of them because you know, it's, it just is what it is. Like guys, if you're resistant to the idea of developing and nurturing a family because you're worried that it's going to make you soft or corny or hack, uh, I'm here to inform you that it, it totally is. It, abs- it absolutely is. Uh, but uh, I can tell you at the same time that I love it. I love it. I love spending time with that kid. I love spending time with my wife. And uh, picking out his first pumpkin, as long as he's feeling good by the time we get to the patch, it it should be a good time. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be pushing for getting a big pumpkin that we can do the stereotypical picture of him inside of it. (laughs) The size of the kid, this will literally be the only year that we would ever potentially be able to do that. The kid's going to be a fucking elephant by the, or, you know, whatever, by this time next year. Which, you know, fine, he's he's our first. I'm, it, it may sound like I'm talking shit about him being a big kid, but I'm not. I'm happy about it because any subsequent siblings he have will always have someone to protect him. So, hey, buddy, you, know, you could be a skyscraper for all I care because you will be there to watch over your younger siblings, and that's fantastic. So we're going to go out. We're going to do the pumpkin patch thing tomorrow. It should be a good time, you know, really, 
really looking forward to it. It should be fun. Um, I don't know when we'll be able to carve them. I, I know my wife picked up all the carving tools and all that kind of rigmarole. What I'm looking forward to are the fucking pumpkin seeds. That's what I want. I want them barbecued. I want them salted. I want them seasoned salted. I want them in garlic. I want them in butter. I want every single kind of fucking pumpkin seed you could possibly eat. I want cinnamon. I want cinnamon and brown sugar. Right, Anything that you can think of, I want a pumpkin seed version of it. That is my favorite part of Halloween next to apple cider. Not hot apple cider. Shit is gross. Relax on hot apple cider. All right, Apple cider is not tea. Knock it off. All right, Tea, depending on the flavor or type, can be hard to swallow. Hot cider is fucking disgusting disgusting you need to stop all right stick with tea drink your apple cider cold if you want something apple hot get a fritter get a fritter they're fantastic if you've never had an apple fritter but you love hot apple cider knock the shit off with a hot apple cider get a cold apple cider an actual apple cider and get a hot apple fritter it's the same fucking thing it's a, a hot apple fritter done correctly is like an apple pie for one it's fantastic, all right? So go go that route, okay? I have a similar tip for you for Thanksgiving once that rolls around, too. All right. So we got the Christmas shopping underway. We started feeding him the rice cereal. He's doing the teething thing, doing the pumpkin patch thing. All this is going on. He's also started doing this really kind of strange thing, which is he's decided, and he's only doing this with me. I asked my wife whether or not he was doing this with her, and she said no. He has taken to what I am holding him, reaching out and touching my face, which is fine, right? I I don't care, right? I, you're getting used to the different parts of a face. All right, whatever. Have at it. Have have a blast. Have fun. The problem is, is that he's exploring my face like a blind guy getting to know you at a fucking frat mixer. He is all over the place, right? He's poking my eyes, picking my nose, jamming his hands then into my mouth, giving me then wet willies, pulling my lip, pulling my plugs in my ears, right? Which any one of those things on their own would have been fine. It would have been totally fine, and I would have laughed about it. But he's doing all this shit all at the same time, right? It was like one morning he woke up, and I was holding him, and he decided at that exact moment he had to know every nook and cranny of my face and that in order to do so he needed to kind of move forward with that action as if he is a palsy victim with a paintbrush he's just all over the fucking place I don't I don't get it. Right? He doesn't explore his own face like that. He interweaves his hands and jams his two hands into his face. Right? 
He's not wiping his face like you wipe the floor after your buddy puked. Right? He's just... It's insane. It's totally insane. So, earlier, he he loves Peekaboo. Peekaboo's one of his favorite games. And I picked him up from the babysitters today. And I got him home. And I'm playing Peekaboo with him. Just to get him to laugh. Because he's getting a little bit fussy. So, I'm playing Peekaboo with him. And I drop the blanket that I was using to play peekaboo, and he immediately reaches out, jams his fingers up my nose, and rips out a nose hair. And I've never tweezed my nose hairs, ever. I've always used an electronic shaver. Because the idea of tweezing anything sounds... About as enjoyable as slamming my dick into a drawer. And this kid just reached out effortlessly. Effortlessly. As if he had located the single follicle that was his target for the last four months of his life. Just reached right out, grabbed it perfectly in his two little tiny fingers, and just yanked the fucking thing right I thought he was going to pull brain. I thought, he, and for a while I thought he did, because I just wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't prepared for it at all. Right? Here, I have a teething kid with red cheeks. He looks like baby Santa. <laughs> right? He looks like baby Santa while he's teething. And I feel awful, because I know that he's uncomfortable. But the kid looks the way he looks, and I'm not going to comment about it, right? So if baby Santa sitting in front of me, I'm playing peekaboo with him, and he just reaches out and just says, you don't need that anymore. And I agree. I agree. It's been a couple days. It's been a couple days, and I really need to go ahead and take care of the nose issue. I understand, buddy. But I've never needed help with that. Okay? I've never needed help. But a related issue. So about a month ago, I was shaving, and I'd let myself get kind of grizzly, and he had watched that happen over time, right? So each day, he saw the shadow getting fuller and fuller and fuller. So once I got grizzly, he was, you know, he knew what was up. And I shaved, and he's hanging out in the living room, and I come out, and the kid looks at me like I have two heads. And it takes me probably 10 minutes to calm the kid down. So he understands that it's, it's daddy. It's dad. Right. So a couple weeks ago, I said, all right. I know how to handle this shit once and for all. I bring him in the bathroom with me while I'm shaving. You would have thought this kid found Skinamax at one in the morning. He was so enraptured with what it was I was doing that I imagined him just hopping up. From his little seat and jumping up on the counter and just grabbing one of my extra blades and just mimicking my movement. And he was fascinated by it. And once I was done, nothing. He was totally cool. He 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 understood. And that's that's the other thing. I can see that processes are clicking with him. He's getting it. As long as he can 
kind of if he can experience the entirety of a process, then he's okay with the change that occurs at the end of it. Like he understands that much. But he doesn't understand narrative process enough for it to translate to things like television. So, kids, I've, I've said he's four months old, and he's already chosen a couple of his favorite shows. So, his one sitter watches Bubble Guppies with him, and I don't know what Bubble Guppies is. I know a lot of parents out there are probably going to think I'm an idiot, uh, but just based on the name alone, I'm about as fucking uninterested as I could possibly be in interacting in any way with bubble guppies, all right? It sounds like a bubblegum-scented bubble bath, and I'm not interested. Just, what, you want to watch that shit? All right, fine, I have shit, I have shit to do. I'll go outside. I'll see you in about 22 minutes. He watches that with a babysitter. He watches Little Einsteins with my wife. And she watched two episodes with him. And she's got the fucking theme song on lock. On lock. And she'll just walk around the house. And he's not watching it. It's not on. And she'll just start singing the fucking song. Which, okay. So, I, I can't wait until he's 2-3. And then I've got him singing these theme songs all around the house, and I got her fucking singing these theme songs all around the house. It's fine. It's fine. As long as she's enjoying the experience and the interaction she has with him, then everything's fine. Everything's fine. I found a show, which is about as equally ridiculous. It's by, if I'm remembering offhand, the company is Baby First, and the name of the show is Art and Music. And I can imagine the board meeting when they decided to name this show. So they said, all right, Johnson, uh, give me the status report on a new show. Okay, boss. So we've got, we've got Brian, who is uh, drawing a picture and coloring it with, with, with charcoal. Uh, we have Tim, who is making little scenes out of clay. Uh, Brenda is voicing uh, Bonnie the bear, who hears sounds and then places them with the objects they emanate from. And uh, and Dave is making pictures out of sand. And uh, and it's it's really cool. It's really cool. We're digging it. Uh, uh, okay. Um, what else? What else is going on during the show? How long is this show? Uh, sir, it's uh, it's twenty two minutes standard length for a television show. All right, explain to me what other than this craft smorgasbord that you fucking people are doing is happening that is supposed to be stimulating the child. Oh, uh, well, sir, uh, while we have our talent uh, creating these pictures, we are also playing a variety of up-tempo tunes, 
specifically designed to stimulate and excite the child and keep the child interested while we are creating uh, these these little art pieces. Johnson, I'm going to ask this question, and if you answer it, I'm going to fire you. Are you a fucking idiot? What kid is going to be interested in these little crafts and this these little tunes that you're playing? I, I don't see what the appeal is. Well, uh, sir, we actually do have um, a handful of focus group results, and uh, we are showing that we are maintaining infant interest. Really? Well, all right, then. I'll tell you what. You're, you're looking for a green light for this to be distributed. Uh, yes, sir, that would be fantastic. We have put uh, quite a few man hours into this, and, and it's a project that we really firmly believe in. Well, all, all, all right. All right, that's what I like to hear. I may not understand it, but you've got the focus group tests, and it's something that you know you and your team believes in. I, uh, I love it. Uh, I do have I have I have one issue before you go, Johnson, uh, sir. Uh, my mother is insisting that. I let my brother Dale be involved in one of the studio's projects. Um, sir, isn't uh, isn't Dale uh, the brother uh, that has uh, needs? Johnson, don't fucking patronize me. All right. Yeah. Okay. Dale's different. Lay off. Okay, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. And when my mother says that she wants him involved in the project, God damn it, he's going to be involved with the project. Pitch me something right now. Go. Um, sir? For Dale. Something for Dale. All right? He's going to be in on this project. I don't... You don't have any recourse in that. All right? Dale is part of your team now. What's Dale doing? Tell me. Go. Um, uh, uh, I, um, okay, okay, uh, so, um, um, okay, so Tommy can draw a picture, uh, in stencil. Okay, I like it. Okay, let's, where is this going? This sounds fantastic for Dale. This 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 will excite his day. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. I, I I do believe I do believe it will. So uh, we'll we'll have these these stencil pictures done, and uh, we have three uh, Tupperware containers. Tupperware containers, neat, neat. Keeping things organized. Okay, 
All right, you know, I wasn't sure about this project at first, but you're really making me a believer, Johnson, okay? All right, continue. What's what's Dale's angle here? What's Dale's angle? Um, so in, in uh, one of the Tupperwares, uh, we have multicolored toothpicks. Uh, in the second, we have a variety of paints. Are those paints water-soluble? Uh, sir, I believe they're acrylic paints, but we have all the necessary materials to, to keep the crew clean, so everything everything will be fine on that. And okay, okay, and the third. Uh, in, in the third, we have um, these little glistening, uh, like almost hairy glitter balls. Uh, that, that is—it's really the best way I can. We haven't figured out any. We don't. We do. We don't know what to do with these things. Okay, Johnson. So, get to it. What is Dale doing? Well, sir, we—we're thinking maybe Dale can take this pre-stenciled picture, and he can outline uh, the picture three times, and. Uh, first the two picks, and then the paints, and then these uh, multicolored hairy glitter balls. That's your idea, Johnson? Well, yes, sir. We think that would be an, an excellent place for Dale on the team. All right. All right, do it. Do not, Johnson, Johnson look at me. Do not cut any time from Dale's involvement with that segment. Yes, sir. You got it. Oh, and uh, Johnson, uh, what are you what are you calling this program? Uh, we hadn't really thought about it. Uh, sir, we would love, we would love your suggestions. All right, Johnson, that's what I like to hear. I love contributing to my teams. I love that. I love that. Okay, so it's for infants, so it needs to be something that's Easily understandable, right? So once they're old enough to start getting a couple words in their mush mouths, uh, they can kind of they, they could say the name easily. So, uh, so yeah. What what do you have in in your in your repertoire as far as segments? Uh, well, sir, we have a variety of uh, of our team doing various art projects. Okay, art, good, good. And uh, while they're doing these art projects, what are the kids listening to? Uh, well, sir, we like I said, we have a variety of uh, musical tunes that are and oh, and music and art and music. There it is. Stamp it, print it, distribute it, sell that son of a bitch. All right. So this is the show that my son loves. He loves. He sits through twenty-two minutes of it. The only time that he starts fussing up is during Dale's segments because they're so fucking long. They're ridiculous. You're watching the same picture being outlined with a different medium three times, right? I can jam with the show for most of the 22 minutes, but once we hit Dale's 17 minutes, I lose about as much interest as Little Man does, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I, they need to do something about Dale's segment. They need to cut it down a little bit. Just a little bit, just a smidge. And those little... Balls, it's the best way that I can describe it. They're, it's like they're hairy. It's almost like they have little, very short strands of tinsel coming out all over the place, like little spike balls, and they're kind of glittery. And they have that kind of, uh, 
metallic kind of a finish to them, regardless of the color. I don't know what you call them. Here's, here's my grand question, and maybe one day someone can give me an answer to this. What is the purpose? Why were these ever invented? What's the point of it? I get pipe cleaners. It's in the name, right? Pipe cleaners were co-opted by children, all right? That is a disposable tool meant for the benefit of gentlemen enjoying a day's end with a nice pipe. And children swooped in and said, fuck you, old man. This shit ain't yours anymore. We'll, no, we'll call it a pipe cleaner just to spite you. Just to, just to remind you every time we're playing with this shit that we took it from your old ass hands. All right? So, yeah, yeah, still a pipe cleaner. Still a pipe cleaner. You know what we're going to do with it now? We're going to make eggshell caterpillars or egg, egg carton caterpillars. That's, that's where that's gonna, it's going to be the antenna. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We're going to make legs for it, too. We're going to make that out of the pipe cleaner, too. And you know what? We're going to make it multicolored. We're going to make it multicolored, and we're going to make sure that we use all of the pipe cleaner in the bag first, and we're going to leave nothing behind but these little pink half strands of pipe cleaner that you can't even get into your pipe to clean it. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Them's the brakes, Pops. Period. But these little metallic, hairy, glitter, ball... I know you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know you know. Someone, anyone, tell me what the purpose of these fucking things are. Because I don't get it. I don't understand. And you know what? When Dale does a stencil of one of the drawings with these things, it looks like shit. It looks like dog shit. He does an all right job with painting on the outline. He does okay. All right? He doesn't go too outside the lines. But these little hairy, metallic, glitter, hairy fucking ball things look awful. Look like dog shit. First and foremost, because they're all multicolored. No two are alike. You get two metallic red ones, and one is visibly smaller than the other. You can't win. There's no uniformity to these things at all. I don't get it. I don't understand. And someone, anyone, please explain it to me before my kid decides that he loves them when he wants to make projects for me. Because that's the last thing I want. I'll take anything my son gives me and I'll love it. I swear to God. Even if he uses these goddamn things. But all I want is for him to use macaroni. Just stick with macaroni, buddy. Because I won't understand. I won't understand the medium. I'll get the glue and the paper part, but I won't get the hairy, glittery, metallic balls. I just won't. And with that, I'm going to bid you adieu for episode 7 of the Newborn Podcast. I'm going to be back next week. And believe me when I tell you I'm going to have stories. Because I always have stories. Weird shit always happens. Also, in the near future, I'm going to start... Kind of a a sidestep with the newborn podcast. Some episodes are going to feature stories from my own unique past. And this kind of springs from a conversation that I've had with a couple people, which is if you look back in your life, think about things that have happened to you that you hope 
doesn't happen to your son. And I've been fairly fortunate in my life, right? I'm educated. I have a you know, decent job. I have a beautiful wife. I don't have a whole lot to complain about. But I do have periods and instances in my life that to this day leave me scratching my fucking head because I have no idea how this shit could have happened to me. So in the near future, I think I'm going to start with the story of my time in Florida. I lived in Florida for a little while, uh, just south of Cocoa Beach. And uh, the amount of mayhem and chaos that occurred in a very short period of time. I was only there, I was there, I think, just under six months. The amount of chaos that happened in that short period of time is unfathomable. It's unfathomable. So I'm going to kind of squeeze in some of those stories to some of these newborn podcasts as well. But until then, and until I hear from you and I see you and I talk to you again next week, Tuesday, 10.30 Central Standard Time, remember that you can follow me at facebook.com slash newbornfather. You can follow me on Twitter at newbornfather, no the, on Twitter every Tuesday, 10.30 Central Standard Time. You can listen to the Newborn Podcast live, mixler.com slash thenewbornfather, or if you're unable to make it, it's too late, you have kids of your own, you have shit you have to do, maybe you're working, you can always catch each episode going up by Wednesday, by the next day, via the Stitcher mobile app. The Stitcher mobile app is free, people. I don't understand why you're not already using it. You're obviously kind of into podcast if you're listening to this shit right now, and there's a whole hell of a lot more out there. There's thousands of podcasts out there in the ether. And Stitcher is the way to go to check those podcasts out and stay up to date with all of them, including the Newborn Podcast. So you can download it to your phone. You can download it to your tablet, to your laptop. You can listen to the episodes of the Newborn Podcast just right on Stitcher itself. Just search the Newborn Podcast. You'll find it there. So until next time, people, take care of yourselves and each other. Take care of the little ones out there. Hopefully you guys are holding it together as well as I am, or at least as well as I like to kid myself that I am, and I will talk to you all next week. Take care.